Welcome to the podcast, In and Through Exist, to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim. And my name is Marshall. How's it going, Tim? Uh, things are going well. I mean, mm. uh, still in quarantine, still in lockdown. Had a wedding today. That was fun. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty COVID exciting. wedding. COVID yeah. wedding. <laughs> so, that's so awesome. It was, it was funny because like they were standing on the front porch uh, and we set mm. up a camera behind them. We set up, these things can always be done simply. Unless they're being done by myself and Alex. Right. Right. Because at that point, <laughs> right. we have to complicate it with cameras and microphones and capture the moment kind of thing. <laughs> I, I think the audio ended up being garbage right, anyway. Right. But uh, but yeah, oh, so, so we had all that stuff set up on my tiny little front porch. Uh, there's a guy walking mm-hmm. by kind of looking over like, what's going on up there? There's a couple drove by and they're... <laughs> When they were driving by, they were like, the lady's like, look, check it out. Like they figured out what was going on. Neighbors were watching through the windows and all that kind of stuff. So that was fun. That's cool. Uh, It was, it was a bummer though, because, you know, Alex working with us and having him and Riley there and how big a part of our lives they are to just be like your husband and wife kiss the bride. See ya. Yeah. Yeah. I can't hug him. Can't even even shake his hand. Right. Yeah, Uh, it's tough, man. But yeah. But all, all the same, it was it was good. Good times. That's good. No, that's exciting. That's, How about that's you? What are you up to today? Today, uh, working on some stuff for our youth group. We're doing a series through the book of James. So I'm uh, spending some time on that. And uh, I started, actually, you don't know this, but I started this like 28-day fitness challenge thing where you have like a personal trainer who like sends you workouts to do from home and like a meal plan and stuff. So uh, yeah, yeah. Some of our listeners might know I had a pretty, I, I had a surgery, uh, towards the end of last year that kind of prevented me from doing some of the, uh, sports that I would normally do. So yeah, I had a desk job with no exercise and a healthy appetite. And, you know, I put on a few pounds, so we're hoping. Hold on, kinda... hold on, hold on. Some of the Uh-oh. sports that I used to do, people are going to be like, Oh, he liked to play basketball or go jogging. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Marshall liked to punch people in the face. Cage was, fighting associate <laughs> pastor Marshall Morton. I was, yeah, I was into Muay Thai kickboxing and a little dabbled in a bit of MMA stuff as well. So, and uh, and now you're providentially hindered. I'm pro- that's that's <laughs> true. Yeah, kickboxing. That's true. Yeah, which is too bad. But uh, anyways, unless it, unless it was a providential hindrance, Marshall. Would you go against the will of God and say that's it's right. too bad? True, that's right. It's all too tr- bad. Count, count it all joy, my brothers, when you're prevented from kickboxing is kind of where, where I'm at. Um, so anyways, yeah, so that's kind of a new thing in my world that I'm doing. So, And my yeah. wife, being as wonderful, loving helper and partner. Uh, is she home? Is kind of, she's doing it with me. She's, well, she's working part-time. She's oh, home right well, now. I know. I just made it. She's home right now listening. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I made sure that I projected that last bit really <laughs> loudly so she could hear about. She actually listens to the podcast. So she'll, awesome. you know, she'll hear her props in like two or three weeks. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which is good. You might need it then. You might need to catch I might, it in yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But what's oh, not new is the read through the Bible. No. No, we're actually, we're making some significant headway, man. Yeah, we're, we're day like, 120 to, one. we're going to do 127. Yep. 
So yeah. 120 to 127, just because you have some stories told a second time on that last day. Uh, there's yeah. no sense putting that off to next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where we are in the uh, Blue Letter Bible. Read through the Bible and the year chronologically plan. Yeah. Forests. Forest, yeah. Um, how about the power of God? Just his majesty, his sovereignty. Um, that's just something, there's a lot of Psalms that we cover this week. Mm-hmm. And that's just a very prominent theme is just this, the might of Yahweh is just huge. So I think that's one, one major theme, particularly in the Psalms. Yeah, and I would say for the uh, for the the narrative section, uh, I would say participation, right? Like that Israel is finally participating in what it is God has called them to do. We're having the transition from Saul into David, yep. and in David's reign, they're participating with God instead of fighting against God. Uh, things are are starting to get done that, that weren't being done. Like we were just mm-hmm. saying, the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They were, it says that uh, during the days of Saul, they, they didn't seek it out. Like they didn't even, they just didn't care. Didn't like look this for is, it. yeah. It's like not a priority, yeah. not, not yeah. on the list. It was, it was on a shelf next to last year's VBS material and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it needed yeah. to be dusted off. That's right. right. Uh, but, but they go back and they get it. And so, so I, I think, I think we know that this is uh, really the forest because what we have is we have Baptist alliteration and that we have power and participation. Mm. Uh, two P's are main themes. Um, mm. And that's how a Baptist knows that his sermon is divinely inspired. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so title for the podcast. Don't forget. Cause Alex is going to ask. Oh yeah. He's going to ask. Yeah. All right. Power and participation. Power and participation. Uh, so what do you do first narratives or, or uh, Psalms? Let's do narratives. Let's do narratives. narratives. There's some, All right. there's some cool stuff. Really cool stuff, especially for kickboxer kind of guys. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so uh, we start off right away with David being anointed king of Israel. Yes. He's been ruling over Judah specifically for a little Mm -hmm. while, and now now he's ruling over everybody. Right. Um, And so he makes this covenant agreement with the elders, you know, um, we don't get all of the details of what that looks like, but this, you know, we understand covenants are extremely important. Yep. And then first thing on his to-do list is he's going to go take Jerusalem. Yep. Like just get it back. Boom. Yeah. He wants it and he gets it because he's the Lord's anointed and that's how this works. And, uh, so essentially what happens there is he decides to make this his capital city and, this uh, king of Tyre sends him a bunch of people and materials to build him a palace, mm-hmm. which is uh, a pretty significant thing for this guy to have done. Yeah, he's not a nobody. No, no, not at all. Like, so I've been, I've been uh, actually taking a, a real interest in ancient history. Uh, a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to recently are on, on ancient history, kind of from this era and even before. And uh, the Phoenicians, so Tyre was one of the Phoenician cities. They were like a major player. They were the most dominant naval people in a civil in a you know in a civilization that surrounded the Mediterranean Sea. So uh, it's a big deal for this king of Tyre to be like, I'm going to give David what he needs to build his own house. Like that's right. just a it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we have uh, we have some lists. 
We, now, mm. last week we made jokes about the lists and how long they were and, and how they right. might not mean as much and all that sort of <laughs> right, thing. Right. This week's yeah. lists are very different. Oh, these lists are super cool. These lists come with stories. Yeah. And the stories are amazing. I love it. I love you know, it. I was, David's I was, Mighty Men. <laughs> I was listening to, I was listening to uh, the Happy Rant podcast. Uh, okay. One of the hosts there is Barnabas Piper, the son of John Piper. And he was talking about how uh, whenever he was bored, his dad would tell him, you're bored? Go read, go read the Old Testament. Go read Judges. Right? <laughs> all kinds of crazy things like you want to watch in a movie and all that kind of stuff. And this is one of those moments, right? We have David's three mighty men. Yeah. That apart. Uh, these guys that are just doing crazy things. Oh, yeah. Taking on entire armies. Um, and then we have the 30. Okay. Who are yeah. substantial. Who do some really amazing feats of, in battle. But they're not the three. No. No, no, no. Good. What, Not yeah. good enough. So, so one, one, of the, one of the things that, uh, that the three do is they go get David a drink of water. David's oh, thirsty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, he, right? he doesn't even say, go give me a drink of water. He just, no. in passing, says, I would, I'd love a drink from my favorite well. <laughs> but that well happens to be on the other side of uh, enemy lines. That's right. <laughs> I'm just saying it would be, it would be neat homesick yeah. because water the water it's water it's gonna taste the same it's not like he's saying you know my favorite you know burger what, comes though? from this restaurant i'm gonna disagree because you go to another town and you drink their tap water and it's it is different you know i grew up on woodstock water which is not the same as stratford water you know all right we, all, we always used to complain that there's a little town near woodstock called ingersoll and we used to always rip on their water because their water smelled like eggs but so if do we have any listeners from ingersoll uh, sorry, but your water isn't great. So, <laughs> <laughs> or Stratford, or Stratford. Yeah, Stratford's not much better. You're right, and probably not Woodstock either. Anyways, um, but yeah, so they yeah they fight through enemy lines just to get him this drink of water from the well, you know that he was pining over. And, and you know they, they come back so proud they got their cup. Like not only not only did they fight enemies to go fill up the cup, but we're like they don't have travel mugs. That's true. Right. This guy has a cup and he battles back without spilling it. That's he walks up to yeah. Dave and he's like, Hey bro, huh? Guess where Look what I got, got this from. Yeah. And David, go ahead. You, you tell him what does David do? David, David decides that he can't drink the cup of water. No, uh, no. He, people he's died gonna... so that he could get that cup of water. <laughs> so he pours it out on the ground <laughs> uh, as an offering to the Lord, which I mean, I don't know. We, I wrestle with whether or not that was the right call, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know okay. you do too. We can, we can wrestle with it because there's nothing in Scripture that says he was validated for doing That's it true. or that it was yeah. right or that God called him to. This is just description. God yeah. saying this is what he did. Yeah. Right move, not a right move. Um, I, I think you got to <laughs> drink the water, David. I think so too. I think so too. I think you got to say, whoa, that was... That was not what I had in mind. Right. But I'm going to show my appreciation by receiving the <laughs> gift. That's right. Oh, because man. if he takes it, if he drinks it, everyone's like, hey, you know what? We did it for David. And, yeah. and we, we gave our leader what he, what he was pining for. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm expecting after this podcast publishes to just get like stacks of biscuits and gravy outside my house. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but instead, instead what he does is he pours it out and leaves them stand. Maybe he waited until they left. Mm. Let, let's hope this. Let's hope that everyone leaves and he carries the cup into his tent privately and it's just him and God. Yeah. It's him and God. He's like, I can't. I can't do it. Because <laughs> if he just took it from the guy and went, no, no, right in front yeah. of him. Yeah, that's, that's a bit much to handle. Yeah. So, so along with the three, like you said, we have the 30 and we get some like these cool little mini stories right? Yeah. These little episodes we get. And some of them just, you know, I, I just love how they're worded. So there's mm-hmm. a guy named Benaya and he strikes down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, I was just like, that's just hardcore, man. And like, it says just, nothing else. No, because it doesn't need to. Yeah. You do that's that. It. You get in the club. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this, this is going way we're going way yeah okay but who cares yeah uh so i know you and i both watch american idol yeah we do Uh, you like american idol i watch it because i'm married um (laughs) and and i what i feel is is like this is your top 30 material Mm -hmm. but you're not going on to the top three I right? like that's what it is. you know they're always doing the whole like at this point we really got to cut some really good people yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry but you're one of them it's that right yeah like yeah dude kills a lion in a pit <laughs> on a day when snow had fallen yeah that's only top 30 it's good yeah. it's great yeah. you should be proud of yourself yeah top 30 yeah another guy kills this like seven foot tall egyptian again mm-hmm. respect but Who had a spear like a weaver's loom not yeah. a weaver's loom, a weaver's shuttle. Yeah. And he, not only does he kill him, he takes it from him. Yeah. It kills him with his own oh. weapon. Mm, I love it. Just shows up it. like, oh, I forgot my weapon. That's okay. You brought one. Yeah. That's good, that's good enough. <laughs> that's we'll share. You swing it that's at me great. and then I'll use it on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually pulling a trick out of David's playbook, actually, really yeah. is what it is, right? Yeah. Taking the uh, Philistine's sword. Yeah, but there's one name in this list of 30. I'm reading through the list, right? Mm-hmm. Recognizing some of the names uh, from, because some of these guys get mentioned later on in right. various stories. And there's one name that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Uriah the Hittite. Mm. One of the 30. Mm-hmm. Mighty men of valor. One of these guys who is David's elite. These guys who will go to extreme lengths to defend David and his kingdom. And one of them is named Uriah the Hittite. We don't have to go too into that story just yet, but uh, right. worth, worth noting. But right. as you're reading the celebration of these heroes, um, not only what they did for David, but what they're capable of doing to a man who uh, messes sure. with them. Sure. And you see Uriah's name, your heart has to break, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 No good. So, yeah. So anyways, these men, they come to David. They know that he has the anointing from God, right? He is God's man. And so these mighty men of valor come and surround him and and many, many warriors and and other leaders from the various tribes of Israel are surrounding him. And so David is like, you know what? It's about high time we go get the Ark of the Covenant. It is. Yeah. It's been too long. It's been too long. It's been kicking around somewhere out in the boonies. And Saul didn't seem to care about it and no. at all in typical Saul fashion. He kept up with it about like he did the donkeys. 
right? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. We'll, go, we'll go look around. We'll go look around. Last yeah. time I had to go on a search, it worked out for me. Like, I mean, the nation of Israel is not that big of a place. I'm just saying. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, somebody had to have known where it was. I think he just didn't care. In, mm-hmm. in any case, David's like, let's go get it. So they, they try. The first time doesn't go so well. Right. I guess you could say. Yeah. So they, in, in the Levitical law, we've already read about it. We know how to carry an ark. Mm-hmm. How do you carry the ark? You, they're, they're rings made for poles. Yep. And you run the yep. poles through it, and that's how you yep. pick it up. Yep. What and you don't do, people, the Levites, people to carry, yep. the Levites carry it on poles. Yep. What you don't do is put it on a cart. Why don't you put it on a cart? Because it might fall. That's true. And if it starts getting wobbly, someone's going to try to catch it. Yeah. And that's what our friend Uza decides he's going to do. Uza decides he's going to touch this thing. Uh, and, and so this is, this is a story that really causes people a lot of grief, right? It does. They're like, okay, so this sacred thing of God was about to fall, and the man was just rescuing it. He's doing a good thing. If this thing hits the ground, it could break. And then this treasured sacred thing. Uh, and, and it's almost like the mindset is this, that God is honored at what Israel is doing. Israel is doing what they've been called to do. And, and now on this beautiful day when everything's going right, the people are happy, God's happy. Uh, then all of a sudden this one little thing happens. And God yep. just loses it, just loses it on them. Mm. But that's not exactly what happened no. because Uzzah, not a Levite, wasn't supposed to be there in the first place, right? Following like, yeah, we're going to go get the ark, but are we going to do it the way God intended for this to be done? No, putting it on a cart, not through the poles, not following the law, just mm-hmm. doing doing what we believe God would have us to do, but doing it our own way uh, mm-hmm. is a problematic thing that got Saul into a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah. And here the, the people are doing it again. Um, and and R.C. Sproul, oh, yeah. you, if you have never read The Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul, uh, just pause this podcast, so go get the book, and read it, and then come back and finish the podcast because it's worth, <laughs> it's worth stopping this to go read that. Yeah, um, so good. Yeah, we, I, I have multiple copies. Um, mm. I just keep coming up with them. <laughs> and every time you see it, you're like, oh, that's, let's buy that. Uh, <laughs> and so the, when, he, when he describes this scenario, talking about the holiness of God, he, he makes this amazing statement. He says, a lot of the times what we want to do is we want to put ourselves in the man's place and say, well, I would do that. Mm because I would want to serve God in such a way as protecting his ark. Uh, and then he, he just drops a great question. What makes you think that the dirt is more contaminated than you? Yeah. Has the dirt ever openly rebelled against God? Does the dirt sin in the face of its creator? Right? Yeah. Uh, that this thing would hit the ground? and get dirty is yeah. nothing compared to it touching the hands of a sinful people. Yeah. 
And, and his, his point is just to say, before you get too upset with God for the decision he made in this situation, mm-hmm. ask yourself the question, who do you think you are? Yeah. Uh, check yourself and, uh, and come back to me and tell me, is it really, is it really more righteous to be in your hands than it is to sit on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. So when Uzzah dies, uh, David's freaked out. Yeah. He's not decide. Happy. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's upset. And so he decides to just leave the ark at this guy's house or mm-hmm. on his land or whatever. Right. And kind of goes, goes home. And then he finds out that this, this guy who, who is the, you know, the new owner of the ark, I guess, or whatever, you know, sure. or who the has host. it on his land, the host of the ark. There we go. That's a better word. Uh, it's just like, getting super blessed like all these wonderful things are happening to him and mm-hmm. those in his household and so david's like ah david's yeah, like i want some what? of that yeah i better go i better go get me some some ark of the covenant so but this time this time he does it the right way pulls and levites and everything yeah calls them all in brings it about the right way he said he sits up like this like wonderful almost like parade Right, you've got musicians mm-hmm. and singers and the whole like the the leaders of Israel all kind of walking this thing into Jerusalem, and uh, you know, and at the front we've got David, right, just dancing, just with dancing. everything he's got, doing his thing, doing his, his thing. linen ephod, yeah, just just giving her. Um, it's a picture. It's it'd be interesting to see. Like I don't know what kind of moves he was pulling or how what it looked like but anyways he's i I would say he was not it was not baptistic (laughs) well so you know who was a baptist right Uh, michelle his wife is not not pleased with his dancing she she might have been a proto-baptist uh in that regard (laughs) right right so we learned that the house of saul because she's saul's daughter the one that he married at the very beginning uh because along the way he picks up a couple extra wives uh, yeah, but, but this, this, his first wife, uh, maybe the house of Saul was, uh, maybe they were raised up Baptist. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't play cards David dancing and she's like, no, no, because you yeah. dance next thing you're going to be playing cards. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So in any case, all jesting aside, uh, David, I wasn't like, joking. There was no- <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so David kind of, his reply to her is like, Look, I'll I'll be even more indignified in your sight. But the you other ain't people, seen nothing yet. Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet. But he's like, but all these people that you're worried about, me embarrassing myself in front of me, they're gonna honor me because they understand the value in what is happening here. That yeah. this ark is coming to be where it should be, and that we are reinstituting worship, you know, sacrifices and music and prayers and all these things. And this is more important than my personal dignity. Yeah. And and I, I wonder if in that, I I wonder if maybe there's a bit of sort of like family jealousy, right? Like she sees David doing something that her dad didn't do. And maybe she's a little bit embarrassed or ashamed on that. And, uh, and just sort of like for, for her own father's sake is a little put off by it. Uh, she Mm -hmm. plays it off that she doesn't like that the women servants see him dancing around. I mean, there's a lot of reason to believe that he's not clothed uh as much as he should be as much as as much as he should be walking through the streets as king of israel (laughs) sure um and so maybe maybe there's something of jealousy for Mm. her uh for her dad's sake uh i don't know Mm. i don't know but uh 
Yeah, she doesn't. She's not impressed with his dance moves. No, no. Uh, but in any case, David has this great idea, right? So now he's saying, okay, I've got this great fancy house for myself, thanks mm-hmm. to the king of Tyre. Uh, so, you know, but the ark is in a tent. So it's time to build a temple for that. And, uh, and God says no. Yeah, you know, I again, there's this thing of, you know, the king of Israel jumping the gun and saying, hey, I got an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're going to do this. And, and to be perfectly honest, like when he mentions it to the prophet, he doesn't tell him no at first. Mm, right? True. He yeah. says, this is a good thing, a good idea. And then mm-hmm. God comes to them in the night and says, absolutely no. Yeah. Uh, you, too much blood on your hands. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, but I mean, to his credit, then David obeys, right? David refrains from, right? Like, I feel like if it were Saul, Saul would have been like, well, I'm just going to do it anyways, right? Mm -hmm. David at least defers to, you know, God's direction on that. And so it'll be left for his son. Yeah, it promises him. No, you're not going to do it, but your son's going to do it. I'm going to raise him up Mm -hmm. and uh, he's going to do this. And David doesn't see that as second best. David's excited for it. Sure. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so within that, we get this kind of Davidic covenant, this special promise of the kingship made between God and David that, Mm -hmm. like all the covenants, finds its fulfillment in Christ. Um, And, you know, obviously we'll talk about that when we get to the Gospels maybe a little bit more, but what it means to be the the son of of David. Yeah, Yeah, the birth of that messianic hope right here. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's great. So, yeah, so that's essentially, that brings us up to speed on the kind of narrative aspect of this week's reading. But we had a, we had a ton of Psalms. Oh, man. Through. So many. Uh, and a lot of great ones. Like yeah. a lot of like. Which, you know, ones, that which was, ones are you thinking aren't great ones, Marshall? For our, <laughs> for our listeners. <laughs> you always catch me with that kind of stuff. Um, they're all great because they're all the inspired word of God. Uh, some particularly famous ones. Sure. Uh, at least by our standards, uh, some particularly uh, meaningful ones, I guess, as far as for my personal walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we won't have time to go through all of them. No. no. But uh, but let's let's kind of land in a few. I mean, the first one that we read this week is, I think, one worth mentioning is Psalm one hundred two. Right. Uh, which has this title and this title is not like, it's not like the titles of the chapters we see sometimes that are kind of added in to give us an idea of what it's about. Mm -hmm. This is the, the subtitles is, this is a prayer of one afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Like this is, this is what it's for. This is for someone who is at their wits end. This is one, this is a song for someone who is really in a rough spot. And, uh, and that's, and that's a kind of divinely given title for it. Um, I love, there's this verse 18. Um, it says, let this be recorded for a generation to come so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. And that just brought it home for me. I was like, oh Yeah. Like, obviously, these songs have, uh, you know, were written within a certain historical context, were used and sung in the temple, and, and 
and for generations afterwards. But like the, the author of this Psalm is saying like, I want this to benefit people who don't even exist yet and right. nations that don't even exist yet. And uh, I was like, Oh, that's, that's cool. I don't know. I just, I like that about it. Yeah. And, and then Psalm 103 is absolutely one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, I mention it every chance I get. I've preached that Psalm more than any other passage. Uh, I read it at funerals when I get the opportunity to, I love the duality of how you read it. If you read it in a time of struggle, then you can see David propping himself up saying, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. Like in a, in a, in an imperative kind of sense, right? Like a command. I'm telling right. you, despite your circumstances, bless the Lord. Yeah. Uh, if you read it on a day when the sun's shining and, and things are great, uh, you read it in such a way as, as, you know, don't forget who this goodness came from. Uh, it's, it's a Psalm for every circumstance uh, yeah. and in, in an absolute favorite. Yeah. It's just so, it's so good. And, and a lot of, and there's a lot of the other Psalms that have a similar kind of flavor, like the following one, even Psalm 104, same thing, right? It just like has mm-hmm. that same kind of flavor, um, which is just wonderful. One of the reading days this week, first um, has only w- yeah has one psalm and it's only three verses long and that is that's the entire reading for that day which yeah. was i found strikingly interesting maybe even a little odd considering the the amount that we read on some days and that is all to do with when we live in unity how wonderful and amazing it is yeah, so it could be a meditation day. Mm-hmm. It could be a catch-up day. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say when you when you get to May first, uh, but just sort of looking at like the, the accountability check mark kind of thing. Uh, unless you, unless you're Gilles, Gilles is already doing readings for, apparently for like twenty twenty two. He's flying through this thing. What? Yeah. Uh, but uh. yeah, that's uh, for the rest of us. That's a, a good opportunity for a, a catch-up day. And even later, like the next day, right? Like Psalm 106 and 107 are, mm. are one day. Um, yep. May the 3rd gets us back into uh, this story. Um, that's my birthday, so don't forget that. Oh, there you go. Just, uh, just dropping that. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we make up for it on May 4th. Yeah, May 4th, it's almost as if they went, oh, hey, we do have to finish this by December. Um, Seriously. Yeah. So there's Psalm 1, 2, 15, 22, 23, 24, 47, 68. And every one of them better than the next. Oh, that day is just so great. I mean, the, yeah, the the amount. So, uh, well, you've preached through Psalm 1 and 2. Right. You don't know what I think about that? Go look it up on YouTube. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I think I agree. I concur. I concur. Do I get to say the same thing when we get to three and four? Uh, sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if I've done four. I think I've got four written, but I don't think. I think yeah, the four the is the in your pocket just in case. It's in the chamber. Wake up. Yeah. Yeah. With the flu. Wake up sick. Yeah. With the cove. Uh, sorry. Um, anyways. <laughs> Psalm. <laughs> oh, I just sort of tickle in your throat. Uh, okay. Psalm 15. Uh, yeah. Like, like very almost ethical psalm. Like this mm-hmm. is what it is. This is how you live as a worshiper of God, right? This is this is you know this is what a believer 
ought to do, right? Right. Uh, going through James right now with our youth, I mean, think like the ethics of the Christian faith are something that I'm really in tune with right now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like a kind of pendulum swing sometimes. I'm like, sometimes I'm like all of just like, it's just grace, 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 grace. And then now I'm kind of swinging back and I'm like, hmm, holiness is like, that's key too, though. That's like super important. So right. anyways, that's, right. that's my, that's where I'm at. I, I, I got to confess. I'm, I, I just got lost. Uh, apparently I left my wireless mouse upstairs and one of the kids has it and my screens oh, no. went all kinds of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay, uh, so we're, me... we're, you just did Psalm 15, right? Yeah. Then Psalm 22 is next. Okay. Psalm 22. This is the one that I wanted to talk about uh, because okay. we're recording this on Easter Monday. Uh, mm. FYI, Easter Monday is not a thing. Uh, Canada. I don't know why you, I, I think don't it's because. Don't complain about an extra day off. It's, it's because, it's because Although Canadians. Although we are working. We are working. So, yeah. <laughs> Canadians want, the, want a day, a, a long weekend every month. It's true. Right. And so sometimes it works out. Legitimate mm. things for taking a three day weekend. Sometimes you just have March long weekend. Mm. Right. Which means I can't think of a reason, but I think we should stay home today. Uh, <laughs> Easter Monday is that. Uh, but we're recording this on Easter Monday uh, and, and coming right off of the Easter holiday and reading Psalm 22. Uh, when you read it and you think of the events of the cross, so like, read Matthew 26, I believe it is, and then read Psalm 22. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just amazingly similar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. He talks about his thirst. He begins it crying out, my God, my God, why have they forsaken me? They, he talks about uh, people surrounding him, people mocking him, wagging their heads at him, which apparently was a mm-hmm. thing in <laughs> Hebrew culture because there are a lot of people wagging heads at people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, casting and he, lots for uh, casting lots for his clothing. Uh, yeah. All of this kind of stuff, it's, it's very Christological, very specific. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thirsting and asking for, for a drink. Uh, all, yeah, it's just... It's brilliant. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 23. Have you ever read Psalm 23 before? It's the next one on the list. <laughs> uh, straight, yeah, it's familiar. But I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's the one It's the one about the footprints in the sand that carry you. No, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's not. The Lord is my shepherd. Man, have you heard the, there's like a worship song version of this mm-hmm. that is just phenomenal that I'm just yeah. like, I throw on every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know if we could pull it off at Memorial, but I love to listen to it. I think you should do it right now. Lord is my shepherd. I okay, think no, maybe enough. you should not do it right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. The guy who sings it just has like mad pipes. It's like, I can't even. I can't well, even. good for him. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Psalm, Psalm 23. I always like to ask people on 23 whether or not they think that this is written in a good mood or a bad mood. Um, because I think it's another one of those that, depending on the mood that you're in in that moment, you read it. Uh, was, was David in the valley of shadow of death uh, mm-hmm. or was he in a good place when he, he read it? I, mm-hmm. And I've asked that uh, question publicly, maybe even at Memorial, but I like to ask that question publicly. And I've seen like the crowd split in half and people look at each other like, whoa, how can you ever read Psalm 23 and think that David was in a good or adversely be a, a, mm-hmm. a bad mood? Uh, because obviously uh, it's not, but I, I just think it's one of those that sort of, transcends wherever it is that you're at it reminds mm-hmm. you um mm-hmm. then 24 i mean that 22 23 24 uh 
just bang, bang, bang. 24 is, is one of my favorite Psalms. I memorized it really early on uh, in the NIV 88, uh, which means it's hard for me to read in the ESV because I never get it right. right. Uh, but just that idea that the power of God and this conquering, dominating, domineering uh, person of God, and then to ask the question, and who could ever ascend into his presence? Mm. And then what should be a rhetorical question of, of course, nobody could gets answered. You can mm. with clean yeah. hands and a pure heart. Yeah. Do not lift your soul to an idol or swear by what is false. Mm. And such is the generation of those who seek your face. Oh God of Jacob. Yeah. Some good hope. Gold. Right there. Uh, 47. And then, so we got, what's the next one? 47, 68. I mean, just like, they're all, it's, yeah. It's the Psalmist's greatest hits. Yeah. <laughs> that and, then, and then the next day, 100. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Psalm 100. So, Psalm 100, this, the Psalm of Thanksgiving. And I think it's, mm-hmm. that's something I think we really need right now. I think, um to be thankful for the things we have in the midst of difficult circumstances is, um, is vitally important. I think, um, I find it so odd, you know, we, we live in this society where, I mean, it might not feel like in the midst of this pandemic perhaps, but Mm -hmm. we live in arguably the safest time period society that's ever existed through all of human history. And yet we're so insecure we're so anxious. Mm-hmm. We, we live in the most, like with such an abundance and yet we're so ungrateful, mm-hmm. right? Or we take, it, we take it for granted. And it's so important to remind ourselves of how good God is and how everything good comes from him. Mm-hmm. I love Psalm yeah. 100. Yeah, good stuff. How about a highlight? What's your highlight this week? Uh, highlight for this week is I loved, okay, so this cool kind of thing that happens in Psalm 107, which is, which is a psalm talking about how God redeems his people. And it kind of describes these different people in these different situations. And so we've got, you know, some who are wandering in the desert, you right. know, not knowing where they need to go, and God rescues them, right? We have some who are sitting in the darkness, in the shadow of death, you know, they're prisoners in affliction, and God frees them. Right. Mm-hmm. There's some who are they're fools, right? They're they're doing foolish things and their sinful ways are destroying them and causing them to suffer. And um, but God sends out his word and he heals them. And there's others who are out in the ships in the sea doing business, right, doing well, and then the storm strikes and suddenly that security they had is gone and they call out to God. And it just kind of describes we all have a different testimony, we all have a different you know, story of how God has stepped in and, and brought us out of, you know, our own sin. And so it was just kind of cool to see, even within that Psalm to see, there's a lot of different ways in which um, we, we find ourselves in need of God, God intervening his grace and his mercy uh, to rescue us. Right. So that, that was really cool. I just kind of noticed that as I was going through it. Yeah. And for me, for me, I would say uh, Psalm 101, it was uh, a really big deal for me this week. Uh, a couple of things about it. Uh, one, it, it's not that long. It's only eight verses. 
which is just to say that this is something that that I love so much and stuck out to me so much because of this season that we're in particularly uh, that I think I'm just going to put it to memory. I think I'm just going to spend the next week memorizing this and uh, and sort of carrying it with me because it, it starts off with him talking about the worship that he's going to do. I will sing of steadfast love and justice to you, O Lord. I will make music, right? So his idea of, of worship. Uh, and then what he, he talks about pondering the way that is blameless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all of this is about David surrounding himself with people that are righteous and putting away from him unrighteousness, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like in this, in this time of quarantine, uh, where we're all uh, sort of locked down, all of a sudden there's, there's less to do. And so we're plowing through the entertainment at a higher rate than we normally would. And things that True. we might normally put aside would be like, hey, you know what? I, I've kind of seen what there is to see. And so now I'm going to take on this thing that normally I would have stayed away from. Uh, and and I, have, I haven't found that in my, like, to be honest with you, Marshall, like things haven't slowed down for me. Right. <laughs> it's just a new yeah. way of doing the same things. And sometimes finding the new way is even busier. Uh, but at the same time, I, I can on a regular basis feel myself getting into those seasons uh, where all of a sudden standards drop. Uh, or, or people are sharing like crazy online, like everyone's bored and watching, you know, whatever it is their streaming service is. And they're saying, Oh, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. I I see people throwing up, you know, like, Hey, what am I going to watch next? And, and applying this thing, this getting rid of the, the worthlessness in your life and doing away with those people that would lead you astray and just applying that to my entertainment, right? Mm. The music that I listen to, uh, those people who would, caused me to think anything uh, other than the thoughts of God and his righteousness. I, I just need to put them out of my life. Yeah. Uh, anything that I'm, I'm going to watch, um, not, a, not a big TV watcher, but when it, when it does happen from time to time, uh, mm-hmm. just, just wrapping myself up with the way that I'm doing, you know, social media, YouTube or whatever in such a way as to say, no, I am going to maintain this standard of purity and surround myself in such a way that I'm being led in righteousness and edified to be Christ-like and right. not being contaminated by the world. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think it's a great Psalm for learning at this point in, uh, in our time. Maybe it'll end up in an mm-hmm. article. Who knows? Yeah. Hey, why not? <laughs> well, no, I think that's, I think you're absolutely right, honestly. And I think, you know, for, especially for those of our listeners who are part of our church family, like if you're getting to a point where you're looking at, you know, your Netflix or your Amazon prime or whatever, and you're, you're hard pressed to find something good, right. To watch. Remember we have this access to right now media. There's so much there. that is so edifying um, that I would just, yeah, I just really want to encourage people to, to do that. Spend, you know, if you're going to spend three hours or four hours of your day, right. Watching TV, at least take, you know, take 30 minutes of it and watch something worthwhile right all right well thanks for listening this podcast is a production of memorial baptist church and is produced by alex walker have a great week yeah take care everybody and congrats to alex and riley although it'll have been three weeks by the time this airs that's true (laughs) the honeymoon phase will be over (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) just kidding alex don't hate me please have a good week everybody bye